0: Ladies and gentlemen, the three knockdown rule is in effect on UFC Fight Pass. I'm Steve Kim, joined by Mr. Mario Lopez. No moniker? Yeah, couldn't couldn't think of one. Come on, Kim. Don't have
1: an off day on me right here. Shout out to uh, Smoking Tim Frazier. That moniker sticks right there.
0: And Tino, Tino on the edits. All right, a lot to talk about the bout sheet for tonight. Uh, Venado retains his title. Then we talk about Zapata versus Hesta fight preview, final flurries, and of course, ask Mario. But before we get started, want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, located in Gardena, California, just 20 minutes from downtown L.A. Check out the latest promo. So fine Sundays, where they're giving away tons of cash. Beat the stadium traffic and play your favorite games at Hustler Casino. For more info, go to HustlerCasino.com. Also, shout
1: out to our neighbors right here in Hollywood. Scout Micro LA, they offer a unique and innovative hair loss solution for men. And they do a thing known as SMT, which basically restores or replicates the exact shape and size of the hair follicles by tattooing little particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion of hair. You'll never Look like it's going again. And you can see results in as little as one treatment. They restore the hairlines. The, they make your hair look a little dense uh, if, if it's thin. And they can create an illusion of a close, close crop style if you like to rock it short. And they can also camouflage burns or other skin conditions that you've got. They use the best stuff. So if you're going bald, you're looking for a new look, hit up our homies at Scout Micro LA. And you mentioned this ad for a free consult.
0: If you're getting thin, he'll help fill no, you in. Is. All right, let's get started. Round number 1. Friday Dang. night from the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi, Texas on ESPN. The IBF featherweight title is retained by Venado, Luis Alberto Lopez with a 12-round decision over Joeette Gonzalez. Your scores 116-112, 118-110, 117-111. Mario Venado, he's not a textbook, but again, it looks wrong, but for him it's all right.
1: So I was in Florida for work this past weekend. We get so spoiled, not to venture off too much, watching the fights, the times we do. Bro, you need some coffee to stay up for these fights. I feel sorry for our East Coast fans. We should discuss that a little bit more later. But I did watch them all. Venado, I find it ironic that my guy, Venado, means deer in uh, Spanish. But my guy is too explosive for a deer. He needs like a new moniker. You know, I would say you could help him, but you don't come up with monikers anymore because you don't give me a moniker. That I look forward to every week. <laughs> Is it me or does he look like the Mexican Nassim Hamed, mm. right? He's got those thick legs built like him. He's got those lunging lead uppercuts in hooks with these angles. And he's got some pop. Um, and he reminded me of something. I'm like, this is a little thing. I guarantee he's watched his fights or he's a fan of his. And you can tell he's an explosive guy who relies a lot of his athleticism. I don't know how long. That style will carry him, but it is incredibly effective and against some good opponents right now. Props to Joette Gonzalez, who I thought fought very well and did the best of his abilities. He seemed to go in there with a good game plan. He had moments and it made it close, but unfortunately it just was not enough. And I think he's continuing down that that modern day Obacar path of, of our generation. But Venado... Again, he gave me the—he's got—because of—and much like Hamed, those those close rounds, you had to lean towards him because of those—the flashy punches that were a little bit more thudding. They looked a little bit more impressive, and it looked like it took a little bit more of its toll. So, in what was probably theoretically a close fight, I thought it was the right decision, and Venado got his hand raised. And he, I think, is a problem for a lot of people in that division. He can win on the road. He wins when— um, The pressure's on him, and he's defending, and the lights are bright. I thought it was a good performance, Kim.
0: Yeah, with Joette Gonzalez, he's a technically sound, well-schooled boxer, but he's not slick enough to be invisible. He's not feather-fisted, but he doesn't quite hit hard enough to dent the armor of the world-class guys. Mm. And I thought that was an issue on Friday night, that even when he was having success for about two minutes— all of a sudden, Venado would come out with these punches that come out of nowhere and, and the he, round would be stolen he back. He'd let him
1: steal the round. He'd let him yeah. steal the round. I was going to say this might be his closest, but then the one with Dog Bay was really close too. Yeah. But those are about as true. But you're right. Just enough. Almost there. But man, just can't seem to
0: get it done. In baseball, you call it warning track power. There you go. I mean, it Fair looks analogy. like a home run and yeah. all of a sudden the left fielder kind of settles in and it's a long fly ball yeah. out. And that's the thing. I thought Joette really gave it his all. Mm-hmm. May have won three out of the last four rounds. Close pretty look, look well. Prepared. Look well prepared. But the thing with Venado is I don't even know how you spar with the guy. I, there, there's no one out there on your Rolodex. You could say, okay, if I'm a trainer, we're going to prepare for Luis Alberto Lopez. You start looking you're like, all right, who fights like this guy? And he's kind of a version, like you said, of Hamed because he throws such unorthodox punches from all sorts of angles. The hook is wide. He telegraphs a lot of punches, but if you're not used to facing him, that alone makes it very, very difficult. Well, last
1: Navarrete's opponents, yes. they don't have the same style, but they're they're similar in the sense that they're unorthodox to their benefit, and it works for them. And you're right, a lot of guys who obviously don't have that sort of style, you're, you're not going to bring in that sort of sparring, so you're kind of learning on the job, and
0: by that time, it's too late. And you take a look at this division at 126; he's number one in Ring Magazine. Your other belt holders, Ray Vargas with the WBC, Lee Wood with the WBA, Robesi Ramirez with the WBO. I don't think there's a dominant name. Uh, Unfortunately, the politics of boxing will keep a lot of these fights from happening. But Robesi Ramirez is with top rank, as is Lopez. Based on what you've seen, you have a well-schooled Cuban Southpaw that is developing as a pro under his new trainer. The little Cuban out there in Vegas who does a hell of a job is Mel Salas. Hmm. Could his technical precision overcome the unorthodox power of Lopez? That's a fascinating fight. It is fascinating. It could, whether it does or not, it
1: remains to be seen. That's why we fight the fights. But he's fighting with a lot of confidence right now, too. And when you're a confident guy with some power and athletic ability like he has, that's a dangerous opponent.
0: Uh, Mario, taking a look at this broadcast, some other stuff happened. Emiliano Vargas won. Xander Zayas looked like a real prospect. Here's the thing I found interesting. About this particular broadcast. It started a little bit late because a college football game ran long. Tell me about it. That's fine. East Coast. Okay, <laughs> it, it happens, but ESPN is not the only one because the next night when I was at the Commerce Casino, I'm going to say this right now. I get it if it's a pay per view, you want to have the intermission because you're trying to stretch out pay per view sales. I do not understand this, that boxing is the only sport that literally looks at midnight as prime time. Mario, I'm I'm starting to really time this all the time. I believe that the fight before Venado and Joette ended at about 25 past the hour. And on Twitter, I said, okay, over under folks, does this fight happen at a quarter till? It didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, why is it taking so long? And my view is this, you're absolutely right. When you're on the East Coast, it's great when, for the first half of the card because you can have dinner, do anything you want. You can get there by eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock. You're good. Here's the problem. You don't finish till 1 o'clock in the morning sometimes. I, I find that, it to be real ridiculous how much they bloviate on air in between fights. Well, just because I experienced it this past weekend,
1: I, p- people got stuff to do the next day. You're going to church. You got stuff around the house. Kids are going to wake you up. You're losing, I gotta imagine, a huge portion of your audience by delaying uh these fights to go that long. It was very discouraging. I was struggling yeah. to 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 stay up uh and to watch it. And you're right. I, I really sympathize for a lot of the East Coast fans out there. I don't know if there's anything they could do about it though, Kim.
0: Yeah, and they've actually had other cards, ESPN and ESPN plus that end around 9.30 to 9.45 Pacific time, which literally means you're going past midnight madness. You're actually creeping up on 1 a.m. That is boxing way, 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 way after dark Sunday Sunday boxing yes that uh, and, and speaking of that from the Commerce Casino I was there live mm. broadcast by the zone and viva camarón William Zapeta just absolutely swarms Mercito Hesta stopping him in six he moves to 29 and 0 25 knockouts Mario this guy is must see TV
1: first of all I'm jealous that you were there and had I been in town I would have been there mm. Uh, the energy looked great. That's another guy whose moniker, whose nickname is kind of funny. The shrimp. My own is a shrimp. We got a deer and a shrimp. Well, he have got jumbo activity. Both, both don't fit. I don't get the deer with explosive um, Lopez there. And the shrimp, I don't really get that. Maybe because he's kind of light-skinned, yeah. kind of pink. I don't know the, the, um, the reasoning or the history behind that nickname. What I do know is my guy could fight. I was really excited to see him and he delivered and I got even more excited afterwards. Kim, he is just a relentless assault of aggression that does not stop and he starts going downhill and it's like an avalanche. He just continues and he doesn't go in there reckless. He goes in there fist flying from the beginning and he was going up against a really um, experienced savvy guy. Season pro who's fought at a high level against other world champions in Hesta and he I, I, he broke him down. It wasn't even. I think both physically and mentally. And Jack Reese, who I love, the uh, ref who called the fight, I thought did an excellent job and was checking on him. But and I'm glad they called it when they did because this guy, it's a two fisted attack that's a beautiful display of violence because he goes upstairs, he goes downstairs. Big uppercuts, big hicks, and he does a nice little combination where he goes right hook to the body, left hook upstairs, right hook uh, down to the belly, and he he throws it at different angles. It's so nice, and that's my kind of fighter. I love his style. I love um, that no matter what, he makes you fight his type of fight, and I was very, very impressed, so much so that I would say outside of Shakur Mm. and Tank, I would favor him over any other lightweight even if Devin Haney was still there, I'll tell you that. Even if Denny Haney was... And I'll tell you what, I think it's very competitive with Tank. And he could give him a lot of problems. Because who gave him a lot of problems the last time was uh, Pitbull, right? He is, a, I think, a stronger, bigger version. He's a big lightweight, bigger version uh, than Pitbull. And I think that's a very winnable fight for him. I haven't really been able to see. He's caught some shots, but Hesta's not as heavy-handed. But how, how much he can mm. catch... That 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 that's I haven't personally been able to see that, but outside of that, man, like you said, must see TV. But anytime he he fights, I want to be there, and that's a can't miss television friendly fighter.
0: Old timers would say of guys like Zapata, they fight like they're double parked. Zapata fights like he's double parked and he's robbing a bank. Yeah, he's in a hurry. No, he's in I, Yo, I, he's in her. I, I texted with Oscar back. I go, bro, that was impressive. He goes, dude, he's a machine, and he is. He looks like a fighting machine. In the second round. Hester was already on the defensive, trying to fend him off. He backs up, and he creates space. He actually took a deep breath, like, oh. No, he I overwhelms mean, he, you. you. Could, that's the second round he did that that's to a cr- season pro. And he
1: didn't look like he slowed down. And it looked like he even got more momentum as the rounds went on. I go, whoa, that's, a, that's, that's, that's wild. That's impressive.
0: It'll be interesting to see how Golden Boy handles this career, because I get it. You want to take the path of least resistance. You know what? Show some faith. Uh, I am so sick and tired of these fighters getting high well, rankings and saying, well, not you. Not you, well, maybe you, well, when are you going to move up? Well, they, they were in the they, ring
1: afterwards, and I like, they said, I mean, they mentioned Devin Haney, who I think is going to yeah. go up to 140 and not come back, but they want the champ, so I don't think they were trying to say, oh, well, just well, let my promoters, you know, I th- and listen, I, I know they're very high on this kid, and he is a handful for everyone, and I think he needs to um, fight for a title and get a belt, because pretty soon people aren't going to uh, want to get in the ring with him. Did you say you did see... Uh, before, if he can take a good his shot, his offense not, is or.
0: his defense. He catches okay.
1: Yeah, because from what he's, I've seen. I, okay. uh, yeah, and
0: plus he makes guys when they throw punches. It's very defensive. Right, you're not allowed to get on your front foot. You're They're almost more stay off me punches. You're almost just fending him off. And <laughs> here's the interesting thing: I believe that Zapata is a heavier-handed, more powerful left-handed version of Juan Diaz. He's a lot like, good. Him, but the engine is the same. But he's heavier handed. Heavier, oh, and that's another thing.
1: Yeah. I forgot he's southpaw too. Yeah, that's another thing. So you got a heavy-handed southpaw who's relentless, well-conditioned, fearless in
0: there. That's a bad dude, right? And I'm I, I posed a question on my Canines Corner for snack.com. Look, everyone knows what I think of Shakur Stevenson. that guy's stealth. I'm not sure anyone beats him between one thirty and one forty. Tank Davis, this is interesting. He's been out hustled. Remember Mario Barrios? Was not a heavy-handed guy, but for a long time was able to kind of stay ahead of him. Pitbull had moments. Yes, he did. But Tank's power. That's, that's the equalizer. Well, that that's why I, was the asked, that's ira- why I was asking about the chin, Yeah. Devin Haney at 135. I don't know if he wants to face that type of onslaught for 36
1: minutes. I think we've seen the last of Haney at 35, honestly, especially if he goes up to 140. That's it.
0: Loma at this age. May not want to go through another battle quite like that. George Cambosis, to me, would make a good fight stylistically, but my view is Zapata hits a little bit harder. Ryan Garcia oh. wants no part of that. No part. None. No, no, Golden Boy would not. Do. Are you kidding me? I mean, no. That's uh, Isaac one. Cruz, I, look, Isaac Cruz is he's on a bigger, leash. He's stronger version of him. Yeah, well, he's on a leash. It's obvious what they're setting up. The rematch with Tank. Um, and then you look that at Frank, nobody's asking for. And Frank Martin, I'm not so sure he wants a real fight or a lot of money based on recent activity or actions that he's taken. I tell you, the most interesting fight. I think he's
1: too much for Frank. I Martin. don't
0: know if you can make it politically, but a guy that I think would have the power and the precision to work in between all that activity, Raymond Murataya. Mm-hmm. Now Murataya is a straight, hard-nosed puncher that's very compact. Yeah. But I'm just—it's easier said than done. When you, I, I remember for years, people would say when they're facing Pacquiao, I could do this, this, and this. Then they get rained upon with all that letter, and all of that goes right out the window. I think a lot of that same dynamic is there with a guy like uh, Zapata. And he mixes up his attack so you yes. can't time him, and you can't get used to certain
1: combinations. He's very smart in there when he does it, but I was so impressed with him. And the fact that he was able to keep up that level of aggression at that pace, I was like, yo, yeah. this dude's bad. I like. I want to see
0: him anytime he fights. He's becoming like... One of my new favorites. At the end of that six, when the coroner started, they told the commission, get in there. It did look like a man who was drowning and they had to throw like a life yeah. preserver How did look in, there? in per- Was it the oh, craziest you're, you're, person? Yes, you're kind of like this guy doesn't stop. Yeah, he's and, crazy. And, but you felt. <laughs> look, I know Mercito from the beginning of his career. Okay, I, I have a lot of of great feelings about. Yeah, like I him. felt bad because I'm right. like this is a veteran. He's at the very end. But I've said certain fighters drown you in leather, hmm. and he looked like a guy that was going down with the riptide. And I'm like, someone throw him a lifeboat. Get the coast guard. Rescue him. Let him see his family. And look, when you face William Zapata. you need a couple things. A long night's rest and a lot of Advil because you're going to be bruised up all up and down your body and head. Yep. Alright, when we come back, we go to these commercial messages, we go to the fight review, preview, news and notes, and Ask Mario. This podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, located in Gardena, California, just 20 minutes from downtown LA. Check out the latest promo, So Fine Sundays, where they're giving away tons of cash, beat the stadium traffic, and play your favorite games at Hustler Casino. For more info, go to hustlercasino.com. Shout out to our boy Oscar Lopez, no relation, from
1: Scalp Micro LA. His company offers a unique and very innovative hair loss solution for men. They specialize in a pigmentation known as SMP. Basically, it replicates the exact shape and size of hair follicles by tattooing little particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion of hair. Don't trip. It's actually very realistic. You can see the results in as little as one treatment. They create and restore hairlines, give the appearance of density to thinning hair. So if it's starting to go, it'll look a little thicker. If you're going bald, or you're just looking for a new uh, look this summer, check out our homies over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consult.
0: And we're back on the three knockdown rule on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to get involved with the three knockdown rule and sponsor our fine program, we still have some slots available. Please reach out to us by emailing info at boxbid.io. Once again, that's info at boxbid.io. Boxbid.io is an online platform that is launching soon that helps public figures and professionals in the world of boxing get sponsorships. We are proudly working with boxbid.io. I-O. Okay, moving on to the fight preview rematch. London, England on ESPN+. Plus. Zhang Jale once again tangles with Joe Joyce for the second time. in Mario, uh, it's a play on words. It's a pun. But uh, when Jale faced him on April 15th, he really taxed Joe Joyce. But, I mean, it was a one-sided fight. He knocks him out in six rounds. I'm surprised that Joe Joyce, with the lopsided nature of this fight... Decided to go out and do the rematch clause. I can't lie. Well,
1: it's got to be just financially same as Spencer <sighs> Crawford, which I want to get to later, by the way, yeah. too. But I mean, it seems uh, there's so many limited opportunities that you have one that's ironclad and contractually agreed upon. I guess you have to take it. I know sometimes uh, it doesn't seem to make the most sense, but... Because they're so few and far
0: between, I think you got to capitalize on it. Yeah. Which is what I remember from the first fight. And I've always liked the juggernaut. He is what he is. He's a slow, plotting guy. But Mario, on that particular day, he looked like not only slow and plotting, he looked like he was underwater. And I'm just thinking to myself, he could not get out of the, the way of the left hand. And one thing about Zhang Gele. That big Chinese guy, he has an absolute hammer on that backhand. And from the very beginning, he clipped him. Mm. He kept clipping him. It did not stop. I remember. And Joe Joyce, every time he tried to shift gears, he went right back into neutral. I, I hate to say it at age 37. People don't understand this. He only has 16 fights, but that is an odometer <laughs> with a lot of miles on it. Mm. He was never a speed demon. And when all of a sudden you go backwards physically and you take that hammering, I don't see a way that Joe Joyce is going to turn the table here, Mario. Yeah, I mean, either he's going to go out there and go for broke and be he's going to be
1: honest with himself or he's going to look for a soft place to lay down in that fight. I, I think it's a bit of a catch-rap. I remember that fight vividly, too. But I'm going to obviously be uh, checking
0: it out and I don't see it going any different. Jang <laughs> Jolai is the wild card in the heavyweight division. Everyone talks about the guys at top. Usyk, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua... Jang though, this is a big, strong guy. He's never mentioned. And he can, and he's southpaw. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And and unlike an Usyk, who's more of like a very stylish boxer, this guy brings the hammer. I, I'm just telling you, there was actually talk of him fighting Tyson Fury. Ooh. And I think Tyson Fury said, no, nah, let's go with this MMA guy. I'll, yeah. I'll- you
1: know, it's funny you rattled that heavyweight list off. Who's who? And you mentioned Andy Ruiz. Who I know that was that, on purpose.
0: I, I know mean, you why did. are we done with him? Come on! Well, I mean, you know really? what?
1: Well, the irony is, is that he does look in better shape than he's been in a long time, and he keeps calling these guys out. I, I just want to see some variety and to mix it up. And I know he's calling people out. I just, I hope we see him again. To be honest with you, because I like
0: uh, okay. diversity. But one question: <laughs> I'm with you. I actually don't mind. But uh, has he gotten off his twenty million dollar mark? Whoever's in his ear needs to <laughs> needs to be quiet. He yeah. needs to be quiet. It's a little, as you'd say. Aggressive. Right. Okay. Also on Saturday from the zone from Orlando, Florida, a crossroads bat bout bout, excuse me, at one hundred forty. Richardson Hitchens, very talented young man, takes on former world champion Jose Zepeda. Also, news and notes, November 16th. Okay, so Shakur Stevenson finally has an opponent. It looks like Edwin Delos Santos <laughs> will be his dance partner on ESPN+. And Mario, I love this. Emmanuel Navarrete, we just saw him a couple weeks ago against Oscar Valdez. He's coming right back on the co-feature of this against Robson Conce Now that's what I'm talking about. I love
1: that. That was a quick turnaround. That was a physical fight, too. So, great on
0: him. He's the Terminator. He love is the it. Terminator. You can't get rid of that uh, BT3 also i've been told that emiliano vargas will be on that card mario that this kid's making some waves really here. love that another quick turnaround he had an
1: impressive showing the kids got star quality and the fact that they're keeping him busy especially by today's standards incredibly busy i think he's well on his way top ranks doing a great job and mario late last
0: week it, it kind of came out that there may be a snag In terms of the rematch between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, let's set the stage here. The way the contract was written up, the loser of the bout had the right to say, I want the rematch, but the winner said, okay, I'll choose the weight class. Now, when we had Terrence Crawford here, he made it clear to us. Yep, that's true, and I am now the boss. And it seems to me, Crawford, after five years of being hardballed, Well, now he's playing Nolan Ryan himself. Looks like he's saying 47 or bust. Do you like that or not?
1: Congratulations, you played yourself (laughs) with that contract move. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel he's doing that because he's putting all his eggs in the Canelo basket. The problem with that is that you're taking a big gamble because wouldn't you, especially if you're going to fight a Canelo, go up to 154? Dip the toe, dip the toe, beat this man who you essentially destroyed in the last timeout. create even more momentum and give yourself even a better chance of getting the Canelo fight. I find that ironic that Spence, who at one point was being discussed to move up yeah. to fight Canelo, is now on the other uh, end of this discussion, wanting uh, to go up. And there's people out there saying that the outcome could be different had he just not been weight drained and he got I don't necessarily agree with that. But it does seem sort of counterproductive for Crawford to not gradually start making his way uh up the weight scale ladder because we're talking a twenty
0: one yeah. pound difference. I it's, have a question. Do you believe morally because some people have brought this up. Um, morally, you can't bring morals Yeah, into in this. boxing. Yeah, we're in the wrong racket. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. What do you think of those people saying, no, no, he owes him a rematch at 54 because he gave him the first fight. Agree well, that, or disagree? That,
1: that's all agreed upon contractually. You can, there's no, look, yeah. it, first of all, morals have nothing to do with it. It's whatever was contractually agreed upon. And if it's written that the winner gets to choose the weight right. class and he's the winner, well, then he gets to call the shots. I Look, not for a second, do I think Terrence... Um, is conflicted on whether he is able to beat Spence at 54. Not for a second. I think he'd be incredibly confident, and I would favor him heavily at the 54. I think he's putting all his eggs in this basket to not let anything come uh, between the potential Canelo fight that he's campaigning for, but we saw what happened when when other people tried to look with would Beavle. He hasn't even fought in a year when he's trying to get Canelo. I remember sticks. him B-ball. and then Spence and Spence too for a second. There was talk about that and that never materialized. Who knows what's going to happen in this next fight with Canelo? Who knows if Canelo is, is going to finally entertain the Benavides fight? And then what? Crawford's not going to fight for another year and a half? So I, I, right. I, I don't like it. Do, would you prefer he just goes up to 54, beats him, and then continues beating that drum? Um,
0: I would actually like to see another fight. That first fight was so lopsided. I don't think anything changes. No, 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 but, no, but I'm saying, no, as a fan, if but, I'm you're, but I'm saying it's a choice. But I'm saying if you're Crawford is what I'm saying. Right. get the money. If that's there, what I'm saying. If, if, there's a really, if I know I
1: beat this dude so much and I can I can capitalize just make some, uh, an easy... 10, 15, 20 mil,
0: whatever it is, why wouldn't I do that? But this has to be pointed out. Errol Spence told everyone for five years that I'm the A-side. You drew up the contract. You agreed to it. Terrence Crawford, to the letter of the law, is not breaching anything. He has the right to say, I won the fight. I won it at 47. Exactly. And by the way, uh, this has to be pointed out also. Errol Spence delayed the fight. He outgrew the weight because he didn't want to do this fight two, three years ago. See, these things have a way of coming back and biting you right in the backside. So does um, Spence pass? Because I think he's he's
1: leaning towards... That seems to be the indication. Yeah, that he's just refusing to kind of go down there weight-wise. For his help, which, by the way, is a smart well, Hold on. Move. Did
0: you really want to see Spence Crawford, too, regardless? I didn't want to next? see him regardless. That, no, not I didn't. next, I
1: didn't. Uh, at n- least. N- no, no, not next, I didn't. But that's not the point here, right? The point right now we're discussing no. is does he deserve or should he? It's not a matter of deserve no, or should. Deserve it here. has nothing to do with it. You whatever is
0: signed and whatever is agreed upon, a deal's a deal. Yeah, because theoretically you could say, well, Terence Crawford deserved this fight four years ago. Guess exactly. what? It ain't got nothing to do with exactly, deserve exactly. Okay, but, but what about morally? Morally, yeah, exactly. well, okay, again, wrong racket. Uh, we're, we're looking Ken, for the-
1: okay. Let's say, let's say, he he's, he he's demanding that for it the fight to stay at welterweight. Spence then refuses. Okay, so there's no fight. Fine. What's next? And what's going to be I as financially as rewarding? Nothing.
0: Tim that's Zou, my point. Jerron none Dennis, of how much is, There's not, the, the, Keith Thurman. None of them pay like Errol. None Spend. of them pay in more dangerous fights, in my opinion. You're right. So risk versus won, reward.
1: 47, so that's what I'm saying. So now you're so now you're 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 um, lowering your price. You're in a much more dangerous scenario. It doesn't seem to make sense.
0: In terms of sequels, this may be Godfather 3 with Sofia Coppola. Just you know what I mean? You can outplay yeah. your own mm-hmm. self, and too. So it's- right. Again, this is all about risk versus reward and what is the best options of ones <clears throat> that are not perfect. Exactly. Moving on to the Ask Mario segment of... The three knockdown rule on UFC fight pass. Here's a question from Darren Boyd. Hey guys, what did you think of Xander Zayas? Uh, he is ready, but the PBC owns the belts at 154. Mario, I thought he looked good. I don't know if he's ready for the upper crust, though.
1: I thought it's the best I've ever seen him. I thought he he's he. I mean, he's a young kid still, but he looked much more patient in there. I like the way he was putting his punches together. Um, he really beat that kid up, and I I think he's ready for a step up. I don't know if he's ready to take a shot at the title, but I think he's showing improvement. And keep, he was always an athletic kid that looks strong, but I think now we're seeing progress in his development technically.
0: Keep this in mind as someone that did one of the first major stories for On Him when I was at ESPN and I covered his pro debut. He actually turned pro at age 17. They had to get like waivers for him to fight that early. And how old is certain, he now? He's about 20 to 21. So he's still young. So he's now. still a young. He's no, still he's a still, pup. Yes. Right. And, and, and the last couple of fights, I kept wondering... When's his man strength coming? When's his power going to come? Like, I'm not expecting him to be Trinidad, but I need to see line drive power. I thought I saw it because suddenly that Mexican guy he faced, he looked like the end of Kerry. Like Sissy Spacek at the homecoming. Bro, I was, was like,
1: wow, that's a crimson mask. Yeah, that was that. No, that No, was brutal. I think he's definitely uh, on his way, and especially being that young. They did a nice job with him developing him.
0: Yeah, and the, the way Top Rank handles it, uh, they will make no wine before it's time. Uh-huh. A famous, was it Paul Masson commercial? Whatever. Anyway, here's the one. This really hurts me to my heart, but it's so true from DH. In boxing, people often try to measure the immeasurable, such as dream historic matchups, fights across ridiculous division gaps. Whose, dis- whose disappointment was greater? Steve Kim telling his parents he would not be a doctor, but a boxing or a sports journalist or Spence fans post Crawford. Boy, man, that's a real meltdown there on that side of Twitter. I'll tell you that much. Um, Man, why'd you disappoint your parents like that? Um, a lot, lot of B's and C's on that report card. Boy, they, they took mean, that hard.
1: Spence fans, they, they got to be honest with themselves. They can try to justify that he was drained and it finally caught up with him, all that, but that, that was a demolition. So that just that particular night, all the other times, it was just the, just the timing of that one just happened to catch up. You got to take your L like a man, just like you take your wins. And I, look, I would rather see Crawford fight Spence again at 54 just to see him continue to be active and the momentum for the potential right. Carnello fight can continue. If he decides to stick to his guns and keep it at 47 and Spence doesn't want to. I don't think there's another fight out there outside of Spence that the momentum will continue and the drum will not beat as loudly for Canelo.
0: I, it just, I'm with you in this sense. If Terrence would just go to 47 and make that Bob beeman size leap, as I like to say, to 68 without picking up a belt or even having a fight at 54, much less 60, Right. it feels kind of incomplete. I'm it, not going to lie to you. It,
1: it does, and, it, and then it seems more of a novelty.
0: Yes, a hell of a novelty, Mm -hmm. a well-paying one. But again, let's say Tim Zhu, who fights in October, looks great, and he's a full-fledged champion. Look, here's the problem. That doesn't pay. That does not pay as much as it would an Errol Spence rematch. And
1: when you you just jump, it comes, you're talking about great risk. Um, What comes to mind when, um, oh my gosh, British fighter, great physique, light-skinned brother from, uh, he jumped up to fight Gennady Golovkin. Oh, Kell Brook. Thank you. Kell Brook. When Kell Brook... Okay, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. When Kelbrook Brook jumped so, up. Yeah. Yes, he jumped up from 47 to 60. Never the same again. Kel- Golovkin literally broke his face. He broke his orbital bone, his eye socket, and he was never the same again. Exactly yeah. like you said. So you have a significant risk. If you're going to jump 21 pounds, it's not too far-fetched to think something could happen uh, with, with Crawford. Because Kelbrook Brook was a hell
0: of a fighter. Keep this in mind, though. Terrence has also said, no, no I want the winner of Canelo, Charlo. So maybe, again, let's not count out Jermel. You no, never no, no. That, know what could happen September thirty. That's true. That's true. Um, here's one from Frank Poultry. Did the UFC officially steal Mexican Independence Day away from boxing? I heard they had a good show this weekend. Noche UFC. So smart. Orale. They're Orale. so Orale. smart
1: over there, man. Yeah. So they've leaned into it. And you know, okay. They have... Eight weight classes like the old original school. Eight. Old school eight. Old school eight just like in boxing. Okay. And old school just like in boxing. The number one contender fights of the title every time. So if you have title defenses there at UFC, you're a bad dude. You're a bad dude. And if you are a double champion meaning in the two weight classes, you're a really bad dude. And there's only been, I believe, four of them um in the history of of MMA there for UFC a lot of those champions happen to have been Mexican, too, the first one coming mm. from Brandon Moreno from Tijuana. Then a lot of, like, sort of first-generation, like myself, Mexican descent with Henry Sojudo. Um, uh, Nate Diaz brothers, they were uh, Mexican, of course, Kevin uh, like Kane Velasquez from a heavyweight champion. There's been a lot. And right now, Alexa Grasso, who from uh, Michoacán, I believe, or Chihuahua, she was the headliner of this event. They had all Mexican fighters on the card against mm. people from different, all over the world. You saw the flags. It was like a fight we would yeah. go see at T-Mobile in boxing and I did the voiceover. I was sort of honored yeah. to do the voiceover. I don't know if you, I sent it yeah. to you to, um, to, and they did a great little sort of promotional yeah. video about the history of how it is, they're so proud of it yeah. in, in boxing and how it's embraced and now how we're embracing it in MMA and in UFC is, um, specifically. Mm-hmm. They're doing such a smart job just globally with the brand and leaning into the Latino community, which is, you know, at the heartbeat, a lot of these uh, fights. Bravo, because a lot of these fighters um, going into that particular space and they might have taken over this event.
0: um, Or pardon me, this this date. They thought Canelo was going to be the 16th. No, I understand. I think they wanted a couple more weeks. So, I mean, long as Canelo's there, it'll always be his date. But post-Canelo, I don't know. Post-Canelo, I don't know. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell
1: you where where I would respectfully disagree. They stacked their cards so much. It almost equals the Canelo. It was sold out there at T-Mobile. And there was a lot of buzz. And people said it was real. I I wish it could have been there in person. But like I said, it was East Coast. They said it was was quite the show. And there were great fights. They've gone like consecutive weeks now with some great, great fights. So, well, they're definitely in the conversation to rival them, which I never thought I'd see.
0: That you know, and keep this in mind: Golden Boy wanted to do an event on that weekend, and William Zapata, who I think is an all-action fighter, I was wondering. And again, I don't know what the rent is. I don't know what the availability of different venues is. But with a guy like Zapata, I may have gone to, to StubHub Center, Carson. Or a place like that. Because you have to start building it out. And it's really a shame that a guy like Ryan Garcia, you can't trust him. He's not reliable. Like, you cannot say that you're the flag holder for May 5th and then Mexican Independence Day weekend. You have to have a certain type of reliability where you're like, okay,
1: you're our anchor. We went from Chavez to De La Hoya. To Canelo now or, and,
0: or even Mayweather and Pacquiao they kind of
1: switched on those dates you know a little bit yes but, but I'm talking about as far as the flag holders yeah the Mexicanos Canelo Chavez um uh, pardon me Chavez De La Hoya Canelo after that uh, who was there that's what I'm saying your boy Garcia had he really
0: embraced Ugh, and really you, uh, excuse me you know what I'm saying hey, those, that could have other, fighting words
1: other than that I honestly don't who's gonna fill that slot
0: it's not gonna be Zerto uh, um, because you can't rely on him, and he has not ever become a star. Canelo's at the very tail end. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I'm just saying. I mean, I, look, a someone like Zepeda a couple years from now, assuming we get some titles, some pay-per-views over there, perhaps, but it does. it is a little discouraging that we can't
0: rattle it off the top of our head. All right, moving on to final flurries. Mario, uh, we're at that age. Um, do I need to get a prostate exam? You haven't gotten you, one yet, bro? You're bugging me about it all day. What, what,
1: what you so want? we interviewed oh this guy on the radio show James Pickens Junior from Grey's Anatomy He's been there since oh. the beginning. He's he's uh he's the chief. Yeah, like twenty one years or something wild on that show. That show's been on forever. That long? That's a it run. Really, no, it's a that's heck of that's a run. run. Shonda Rhimes, it's a heck of a run. And November is um Movember for guys grow their mustaches for what was the mustache for the Yo, is that, oh, so it is oh, a, for the prostate. Yeah, I thought there was a, that, yeah, that's what the connection right there. Yeah. For some reason, growing mustaches raises awareness level for prostate cancer. So there you go. So we're here to talk about that. And he's, I have. you know, he asked me, have I gotten mine? I said, I haven't, but I'm about that age, about to hit the fifth level. So you got to go. And I said, can I ask you, has have, has the procedure changed? Though? I got to imagine with modern technology and medical procedures, it's gotten less invasive. And he's like, nope, still the same old thing. I'm like, okay, that's not a great selling that's point. That's not I'm a great not, selling I'm gonna point. I'm going to be honest with you. Hey, listen, Kim. I know you, man. Have a couple cocktails. You might have a good time up in there. No, 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 no. You're (laughs) the one who wants to. You probably
0: want to book double. That's why I'm gonna
1: find me a little doctor, little doctor. (laughs) I'll I'll make sure Andre the Giant side doctor comes with you. In all seriousness, though, I think we gotta go, dude. I think we gotta go not together, but we gotta yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that, Let's not it we gotta date. go because it's a serious thing. We gotta, you know what I mean? It's one of those things we don't think about, but we're, we're at that a age. Special episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. A we'll make it episode, a, yeah. a special flurry. Oh my god! Kim's
1: gonna come back. Like when I got my prostate exam, I'm not gonna lie. It was never a fantastic time. I've never felt love better. It. I'm
0: going again next week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wasn't a doctor. Hey, Mario, I got a question. <laughs> right? <laughs> was Brandon Staley on the flight home from the Chargers game? Why is he still the coach? I, I would have fired him seven months ago.
1: There's only a few things in life that are certain death, taxes, and the Chargers trying to mount a comeback in the fourth quarter down by one score. Or spot. winning a
0: close game. Yeah. I, 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 I.
1: They can't ever just win comfortably. They can't just ever make life sort of easy. And look, I don't want to blame my guy Herbert because he's had a lot of successful drives as opposed to the other star quarterback in the league, um, in the AFC, uh, Burrow, who's just straight out struggled. Our defense, which I thought was going to be the highlight. With guys like Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, we have way too much and isn't talent. is
0: Staley a defensive? Coach?
1: That's what I'm saying. Huh. It's really huh. look. Herbert got us down there. We tied the game. It was up to the defense just to hold him one time. They give it up, and then we lose the game. I, Kim, if we go zero three, he can't come back after the bye week. I can would, I'm he? just telling you when you when they yeah, blew, Kellen more. Why don't we just promote him? Up, they, is that far fetched?
0: Well, look, when they blew the 27 nothing lead, I thought it was curtains. So did I. And now you follow it, Kim. You follow it up with two more losses. Close ones. Yes. Because it's not like they played we bad have too games. Much, we have
1: too much talent. We have too much talent one, for it to be like, come on. The
0: NFL is a one possession league. Most games are not blowouts. I've noticed that when I watch a lot of Red Zone in that last hour. And I just wonder, is coaching the difference between losing by four or winning by three? And when, you, when it happens too many times... And you're doing stuff like going for it on your own twenty yard line, like he has in the past. I I
1: just have questions. You're exactly right. So it, it remains to be seen. I haven't been able to get to a game. Well, they just started. Literally, it's their second game. But I will be there for the Cowboys game. Oh, on that's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans. Well, I Ooh, want to get to that now. Like- I want to get to that in a second. But well, let's go there right now. As a matter of fact, the Rams were playing the Niners this last week, and it looked like oh, Candle- so you mean. Candle Sofi, stick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It looked like we were in San Francisco in the Bay Area there. So it's not just the Chargers. It is L.A. Yeah, but it, it was. No, that was drowning. No, in but red.
0: Mario, I, I was on a radio show. They asked me about this and they said, see, what is going on? Easy. We didn't have NFL football for 20 years here. And I don't think most of those years we really missed it. Let's be honest. We wow, are, did.
1: We really not have it twenty years ago. Yeah,
0: Rams moved in nineteen ninety four wow, along with wild. the Raiders. That's they didn't wild. come back till about two thousand sixteen. That's a good. So point. you're talking that's about a, a whole point. generation of fans. And me and you, we find other things. We enjoy football. We watch it, but we weren't like. As soon as the Rams moved, and I was a diehard fan, when they moved, they were dead to me. And I'm the type of guy, I'm a hard man. Once they came back, I said, nope, 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 nope. We're divorced. (laughs) That's why you got to embrace the charges now. well, they're who, were the, who they're the original LA team. They were the original true. LA team. Thank you. That is true. kind of like were, the Brooklyn Dodgers. There you you're go. Exactly. Like the that Brooklyn was original Dodgers. Well, yeah, I'm glad you bring up the you.
1: Dodgers because you go to a Dodgers game, you will not see those shenanigans.
0: Well, you see a lot of fights. I'll tell you that. Well, idea. yeah, but I'm saying you will, you will, you, you
1: will not see. Yeah. You will not but see Mario, a swarm of. But, be honest. But, but, no, but but Kim, before we go back to yeah. that, you go to the Dodgers, you will not see a swarm of the opposing teams. Fine. You go to the Lakers game. They never. won't see exactly. You go to even the LAFC. You will not see that. Be honest. But because that's the probably you're
0: right. That's probably the best point because we were gone for so long so mario so from 1995 to about 2015 did you ever really say to yourself god i wish we had nf I, I didn't and i love football you know me you know i you never know why, did
1: you know why i didn't because football out of all the team sports and i don't know if you agree with me on this it's one of the sports that i
0: feel is much more enjoyable on tv it is especially if you want to watch the other games well that's and what i'm saying no, so, because
1: when you're there And even if you're there, you're still not getting— You're missing a lot. You're missing a lot. Isn't that weird?
0: But, Mario, if if cities like Buffalo or Green Bay, if they lost their NFL teams, that that would be a funeral— it's different. No, I agree, it but I'm saying, I,
1: I, and I don't know if that factors into it, but I didn't miss it a lot because we saw it, and you had those direct TV NFL packages. Yeah. You watch all the games, but I actually find it more enjoyable once in a while. I'll go, yeah. like I'm gonna go to the Cowboys game, but it's not like I love being at the baseball games. I love being at the LAC games, but if I don't go to the Chargers game, I'm okay just because I'm comfortable at home. It's,
0: it's yeah. You, and you sit with the experience. Spanos family, and you get VIP treatment. You know, yeah. But Mario, do you remember three, four years ago when there was the fires in Mexico, and the and the Chiefs and the Rams had to move their game from Mexico? Back to the Coliseum. Yep, I remember that. I went to that game. And it was like a 51-48 game. Wow. And I said, you know what? I'll never see a game better than this. If I never go to another NFL game, I'm good. So like all, like all the only football games I'll go to is a Miami Hurricane game a couple times a year. And I won't ever have any type of passion for the Rams or the Chargers, even though they are local. But for I'm some saying, reason. but my point is the product itself, I
1: almost feel that it serves itself better on television. Do you agree? It, no, the te-
0: football is perfect for television. That's The what way I'm saying. it's laid out. The 10 yards yes. at a time, the reverse angle. Right. Uh, you miss a lot in person. You do. And, you if, miss you, a lot. and if you care about the other games, with, I love watching NFL Red Zone. I don't know about you. You may watch one game, the Chargers, right? I actually watched the Red Zone for seven hours. Well, well you're... That's... Crazy. But I'll
1: watch <laughs> I'll watch I'll watch I'll watch the highlights and I yeah. catch up with Sports Center and NFL Primetime and all that um, later. But obviously Monday it's gonna be well now there's two Monday night games, right? For week for this week. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. That was just this week. But Monday that'll yeah. be there. But yeah, I can't imagine how many Cowboys fans oh, going back to that. It's gonna look like
0: Arlington. It's gonna look like are they for real, Kim? I think they have the best defense. And I actually think they might be the best team in the NFC. They look good. Dak... can Dak da- da- Micah Parsons is a monster. LT two But can Dak get it done because all has he each- has to do is not screw it up protect the ball and they can win mario so he can be the trent for yes the, the or the Ravens. brad johnson sure. you know okay mario i got a question for you i, I found this out it, you can go to a lot of shoe stores like Foot Locker, athletes foot or whatever you know what you can't because i tried to buy them at the montebello town center you know what you can't find at a shoe place shoelaces I needed new shoelaces, and I went to every shoe place, and they're like, no, we don't sell shoelaces. Luckily, at the, Mon- the shops of Montebello, the Oracle, God, that's a great place. Shout out to the 323. Three. It's hard to find shoelaces, but luckily, Journeys had them. So keep Journey's. this in mind. If you ever need the new shoelace, don't go to any of those places. They don't sell shoelaces. Don't go to a place called Athlete's Foot. <laughs> no, but that's right. <laughs> and that, that actually closed. Do you, do you not order stuff like online? I do, but I would figure that a place that sells shoes, athletic <laughs> or otherwise, would have shoelaces and different colors.
1: One would think, but I respect that you go old school and actually to the mall. I love the shops. I the like shops that you in go Montebello. To the go What actual are you talking mall. about?
0: I, I said, I think that's cool. And, and by the way, it's not a dead mall. mall, like a not above. People still go, because the Montebello Town Center, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, no, about 40 years ago, that was the spot when, like, Stacey Q would do a concert there oh or, God. like, an appearance. Yeah. And a lot of de- malls are dead. Like like but they now were, that you have destination-type malls, like
1: Americana, Grove. Yes. Right? Those are cool. You need Dang to have
0: eateries. You need to have places to eat. Yeah. And you need to have places with shoelaces, because thank God for Journeys. They bailed me. I, I don't know, know why you rolling. need those. You're rocking <laughs> flops all the time. <laughs> well, anyway, no, no. But. They were for my athletic shoes. But okay. anyway, fair enough.
1: Um, anyway, you traveling this week? I am. I have to do a quick trip to Salt Lake City. Oh, fine people Salt there. Yeah, it's a quick little flight, so hopefully um, um, it'll it'll be fine. But yeah, I got to catch up on uh, uh, some rest this week. Cause I had a hellacious trip from Florida coming back, staying up late watching those fights. But yeah, quick trip to Salt Lake City, then coming back, and then I'm here for a minute. And next week, I believe we have a special guest. Not going to announce it yet, but we will preview Canelo Charlo. Very excited about that. I plan to be there, too, so I'm really excited and looking forward to that. All
0: right, all right. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Three Knockdown Rule on UFC Fight Pass. On behalf of Mario Mm -hmm. Lopez, Smoke and Tim Frazier, and Tino Tino on the edits, Mm -hmm. goodbye, everybody.